What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. And first, I want to apologize. My podcast publication schedule has been all over the board, and that's not fair to y'all. So I apologize for that. We've got a lot going on right now. We're about to head off to KetoCon next week. So my ability to you know, schedule podcasts, publish podcasts has been all over the board. However, rest assured, I'm working to improve upon that as soon as I get back and things kind of return to normal. This podcast is basically a little um, little clip from the YouTube video that I published earlier, or actually last week, in regards to this whole uh, carb up scenario that's going on in the keto space, and just kind of my thoughts on it, not derogatory at all, but just kind of where I'm coming from, and it's only about 20 minutes long, so I figured I'd throw it on here as a podcast as well, because I think some of y'all might get some value from it. Um, so without further ado, sit back, relax, and listen to the audio version of this YouTube video, Discipline Over Dogma. Today is going to be a bit of a long-winded, I wouldn't say rant, but more so discussion slash conversation, more so than anything else. So much so that I even took notes so that I don't miss anything. So sit back, grab yourself a bag of pork rinds or rice cakes if that's your thing, and uh, let's dive into this. So I want to talk about this whole concept of dogma and dogmatic thinking. That's kind of like the new buzzword right now in the keto space because apparently there's a bunch of dogma going around. Not apparently there. I mean, there is a bunch of dogma going around. It's not uh, secluded to just the keto space, though. I mean, dogma is, is everywhere. And I did a post on Instagram um, on Friday that kind of spurred this conversation in the first place. Um, it was a, it was a talking about the whole carb up, the keto carb up phenomenon going on now. Danny's made several posts on it as well. Um, so, in light of that, I figured I'd just dive in and make a full-blown video, which is what this is. Now, first, let's do some background. What is dogma? What is dogmatic thinking in the first place? So, dogma, as defined by Merriam-Webster, is a part or a, a point of view or tenet put forth as authoritative without adequate grounds. So, in this sense, it's basically referring to, you know, groups of people or people in general thinking very um, close-mindedly towards a given, you know, set of rules or principles. So in, we'll just use keto, for example, people in the keto space can be so incredibly close-minded towards other ways of eating, other nutritional protocols that they, they don't, they shut down, they don't learn, they don't have an open mind to learning new research, new science, and as such, they become very dogmatic in their thinking. And you don't want to do that. That's not advantageous. I mean, when you stop learning, you stop growing. So having an open mind is key. I've always preached this. I always encourage you to have an open mind. Um, now, that post that I made on Instagram was a pretty bold, ballsy post. Basically, I was frustrated with the whole, you know, keto carb up phenomenon. Um, again, quick little basis of foundation here. I don't have anything against people that eat carbs. I don't have anything against people that advocate carbs. More power to you. It's not my place to judge what you put in your mouth. So don't turn this on me and say that I'm against the people that are eating carbs because that could not be farther from the truth. But no one has called me dogmatic or said that I or suggest that I am very close-minded in my thinking. 
but there's been a couple posts made since then that could potentially point towards that. And I just want to nip that in the bud right now. Let's just rewind a little bit here. So when I started doing keto, it was five years ago. It wasn't even popular then. I mean, keto was very much in the infancy stages. Keto's been around forever, obviously. But from a you know popularity standpoint, nobody really knew what was going on with keto. There wasn't any of the cookbooks, the videos, the YouTube channels, the content out there then that's out there now. I mean, like at the time, Keto Clarity and a couple Tim Ferriss podcasts was all that I could find on the subject. And I was doing keto from a bodybuilding perspective when the traditional way of bodybuilding was the bro dieting approach, which is like eat six times a day, eat every two or three hours, eat chicken breast and broccoli. So like at the time, that was the dogmatic way of thinking, that bro dieting approach. And that's still kind of like the norm in the bodybuilding industry. So to suggest that I'm dogmatic when I was trying to do keto bodybuilding when nobody even knew what keto was is just kind of comical because I was doing the farthest thing from dogmatic. I was kind of blazing my own trail, so to speak. Now, I couldn't find any resources on keto bodybuilding, so I just did it, and it worked. And that's why I do what I do now. I mean, keto bodybuilding and what I've learned from that has helped me build the platform that I have currently. So I don't think that anybody can say that I'm a very close-minded individual. I was open to suggesting new things, trying new things, experimenting with new things, as I have always been and will continue to do. Self-experimentation, playing around with what works for your body, and learning from that is absolutely key. So I just wanted to like point that out real quick. Nobody has the right or the ability to suggest that I'm a closed-minded individual because I think I've proved myself enough otherwise. Um, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about um, experimentation since I'm, I mentioned that. So I've experimented a lot over the past five years within the keto space. Prior to keto, I was eating all kinds of diets. You know, I would eat carb backloading. I would do the standard bro dieting approach. Um, I've since switched to keto, and then I've done many, you know, sub-keto experimentations. I've done the high protein. I've done the high fat. I've just played around with a lot of different things. I'm all for self-experimentation, like I've said. Danny is all for self-experimentation. Danny probably does more self-experimentation than I do. So it's kind of funny right now because he and I are doing this uh, – we're taking very different approaches towards our nutrition. And it's funny because he and I have followed a very similar nutritional approach for quite some time. So we're kind of like splitting off right now. Does that mean that I'm better or he's better or one's right and one's wrong? No, it just means we're doing two different things. Since I made that post, he's made several follow-up posts advocating for, you know, strategic carb-placed meals to use as a tool. And it's funny because I'm reading these comments and it's like people want us to attack each other and gang up in like Danny versus Robert, which is laughable. Okay, if you're waiting for some big controversy between Danny and me, then don't hold your breath because Danny is and will continue to be like my best friend. So we're not going to get into this big fight and argument and Danny versus Robert over something as simple as this, because our friendship, our relationship and what that stands for means more than any than anything as lighthearted as this self-experimentation that he's doing. So let me point that out there. Um, with that said, he's thrown out several uh, research studies that you know talk about where energy comes from, how the body produces ATP, you know whether it be the uh, you know aerobic anaerobic state, 
all that he's posted there is dead on the money. That's the science. It's fact. It's there. You know, I wish I could point to more research studies advocating for the ketogenic diet as a increase in performance or as a as a um, effective way to improve your performance. And there are some, but in all honesty, there's not a whole bunch. And it's not because it doesn't exist. It's not because it doesn't improve your performance. But the studies that and again, there are some, so I don't, I'm not trying to discredit the ones that are out there. But many of the studies that advocate and show, you know, carbs being better than than ketones as a fuel source, as a as a performance enhancement, are somewhat skewed in the first place. Not all of them, but some of them, because a lot of times they're taking research studies based off of a, a test subject pool of people that haven't really been fully adapted for an extended period of time. So they'll take them, they'll put them on a ketogenic diet for a limited period of time, they'll reintroduce carbs, and then they'll they'll improve, they'll they'll perform better. They will perform better, which is not really a fair study because they're not truly adapted. There aren't a whole bunch of studies that look at long-term adapted individuals and then compare what they're able to do on carbs versus keto. Honestly, I don't know if there ever will be because finding an applicant pool that's been strict keto for extended periods of time, truly extended periods of time, is going to be near impossible because nobody's going to subject themselves to studies that last, you know, six months, a year, multiple years. I mean, I've been keto for five years now, but you're going to have a hard time finding people that are willing to do a study that requires five years of dieting or, as I like to say, lifestyle, but who knows? Anyways, that's one frustration of mine. There's not a whole lot of research studies that are going to really advocate strict keto as an effective protocol because there's just no way to get those studies. So that brings me to my next point, which is making recommendations in the keto space. And again, I'm, this is a long-winded video, so like I said, just keep, keep sitting back and listening if you're interested. There's a big pool of people in this keto community. The reasons people come into the keto community are are vast. There's there's different reasons people come in. Some people come in because they have a ton of weight to lose. They've lost a ton of weight. I've had several people on my podcast that have lost, you know, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, even 300 pounds. They've totally turned their life around with keto. Other people are coming into the space that have suffered from all kinds of carbohydrate addictions, eating disorders, emotional eating, and they have a hard time playing around with carbs in their diet because it's kind of like an alcoholic. You don't want to introduce alcohol back to a sober individual that's, that's, you know, in the past been an alcoholic. It could be like the trigger that puts them back on a downward spiral. There are people that come into the keto space looking for improvements in performance. There's people that come into the keto space that are looking for just lifestyle improvements. They don't want to have to eat every two and a half hours. There's all these different groups of people that are in this space. So you can't really make recommendations that are going to fit everybody's lifestyle, everybody's needs. There is a a group of people that are like really high-end, advanced athletes, you know. Danny, myself, uh, Whitrock, Goody Beats. Um, there's a whole bunch of athletes out there that train very hard, that have metabolic flexibility. Uh, Zach Bitter, he's one. He's like the freaking man when it comes to endurance running. What we can tolerate from a fuel standpoint is going to be different than what somebody that's been metabolically damaged for the past 30 years of their life can tolerate. So as a whole, when I look at the keto community, and I'm trying to kind of gauge, you know, how much of each subgroup is is in that community, I feel like the 
high-end athletes are probably one of the smaller groups. I feel like the vast majority of the keto community is made up of people that have struggled with, you know, eating disorders, carb addiction, and or have lost a bunch of weight and are trying to maintain that um, weight loss through ketogenic dieting, ketogenic lifestyle. So for that group, I feel like the worst thing you could recommend is introducing a bunch of carbs back into their diet because that is like the the stimulus, the, the trigger that put them on a very negative downward spiral in the first place. So I'm very protective of that group of people because they've found this lifestyle, this way of eating that removes that trigger and they're able to connect with others in the space to kind of act like accountability partners. And I feel like it's unfair to them if a lot of people are recommending you got to have carbs to see an improvement and they now become tempted or, or feel convinced that they have to reintroduce those things that could be bad for them to see the results they're wanting. So it's it's kind of, I don't want to muddy the water there. It's I don't like seeing the large group of keto individuals that the last thing they need is carbs to be sold carbs to. You know, like that's not a good thing. Now, I don't think that a lot of these people that are advocating for carbs are trying to do that. You know, they're only talking about their, themselves. Like Danny's not recommending a bunch of people that have carb addictions take a bunch of carbs. So I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting that he is. I'm saying that people need to be careful of how they address things and how they represent things when they're giving advice, especially nutritional advice within this space, because this space is made up of a very variety of people and the recommendations are not going to be the same for all people. So that's something I would like to caution people against. Um, on that note, a lot of people that are in this space and they're looking for hope, you know, they're looking for hope. They want to maintain this lifestyle that they, they know and they've learned works well for them. They want to see that there's room for improvement. They don't want to feel like they, they can't improve upon their current state. So my mission from the beginning is to live a ketogenic lifestyle, be very strict in doing so, and showcase to people that, hey, you can do this long-term, sustainably, and not have to suffer a decrease in your performance. In fact, I would argue you could see an increase in your performance. I believe, I believe I've shown that you can sustain this long-term, you can maintain it without any adverse effects, and you can see an improvement in performance of what you could on a standard carbohydrate-based approach. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be a light to the people that want to maintain this lifestyle and want to do so from a strict ketogenic perspective. Again, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, bashing people that have carbs. Not at all. I'm just saying that for those people that don't want to have carbs, that doesn't mean you have to see your performance suffer. That doesn't mean you can't sustain this long term. You can, and it can do very well for you. That's all I'm trying to represent and illustrate. That's all I've been trying to represent from the beginning. So my frustration right now lies in the fact that when I was doing my, my prep in 2017, when I, when I did my, my ketogenic bodybuilding prep back in 2017, I was doing something that, that wasn't widely accepted. People looked down on me for it. They bashed me for it. They said it wouldn't work, and it worked. I proved them it worked. I got my pro card. I beat the naysayers. Like on stage, I brought a better package to the stage than they did, and I showcased that you can do this 
strictly ketogenic and it worked really well for you. So in my mind, in 2017, I proved something and it was like settled, it was done, bam, this is a possible alternative for what's currently out there. Since then, I've helped build the keto community into what it is now. It's not all been me by any means. There's been a whole bunch of people, awesome influencers, awesome movers and shakers in the space, awesome people that have helped build this into a great flourishing community that I'm very proud to be a part of. My frustration lies in the fact that I feel like I'm having to fight the same battle that I did in 2017. Like people are now questioning whether you can build muscle on on keto. They're questioning whether you can sustain this long term. They're questioning if their performance is going to see a a dip if they sustain a ketogenic diet long term. So it's like I'm having to fight the same battle that I fought in 2017, except this time I'm not fighting against people that have always been carb-based. I'm fighting against people that I've helped build up in the keto community. So it's just frustrating, to say the least, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to fight the war. You know, like, it doesn't even have to be a war. Like, I don't like seeing separation in the keto space. That's what's sad. I don't like seeing all this civil war pop up amongst the people that I love and admire. Like, we're all a family here. I have a very strict opinion. I have a very, you know, like, I'm putting my flag in the ground saying, look, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's going to work. And if you don't believe me, just sit back and watch. But that doesn't mean we have to all, you know, argue with each other. That doesn't mean we have to fight about it. So, and it's frustrating to say the least, but it's it's something that I'm passionate about and I'm not going to stray from because this community, this this group of people, you mean a lot to me. Um, <clears throat> which brings me to my theory, what it is that I'm advocating long-term. Any success that I've ever seen in life, whether it be in business, whether it be in my relationship with Crystal, whether it be in my health and nutritional protocol and my bodybuilding endeavors, has been the result of long-term, tried-and-true, back-to-basics discipline, all right? Not some quick fix, not some, you know, magical pill, not some supplement, not some fancy training style, not from any of that stuff. It's just been from putting my head down, putting my blinders on, putting in the work. So my theory is that if you maintain strict keto long-term, your body adapts more and more and more. Like my level of adaptation now, having been strict keto for five years, is significantly better than it was after six months. All right? It keeps getting better. So much so that I believe it outweighs any potential benefit that could come from the carb ups and the cyclical keto and the targeted keto. Not that isn't good for other people. Like I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it. it's not for me. Okay, that's all I've ever said. And I know there's other people out there that can relate with where I'm coming from. It resonates with them. So I want to be a light to those people. I want to show that you can be strict keto for a lifetime, maintain that, not see any dip in performance, and improve better and see your performance improved better than what it could have been had you not done that. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm going to try to say. That's all there is to it. That's my theory. That's what I'm sticking to. So, this has been a long-winded, not not rant, but just conversation. Felt like the need to get it out there. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Again, know that my main motivation behind this video and my YouTube channel, my brand, my everything is to advocate that you can do 
great things. You're capable of great things. Play the long game. Be disciplined. I'm not dogmatic. I'm disciplined. Greatness comes from discipline. Put in the work. Make the things happen. And you'll see the results. That's all I got to say.